Welcome to the Making Today Your Bitch podcast, where we get real about what sucks in your life and get you on the right track to make today your bitch. Now here's your host and kindness connoisseur, certified life coach and personal trainer, Marissa Nicholson. Hello, my loves. Welcome to episode four. I cannot tell you how excited I am for this episode. I honestly wanted to start with this one because it feels like such a needed message, but building a foundation is super important. And I wanted you to understand what was showing up for you in your life and how you're allowing it before I got into what you're bringing to the table in all of your relationships. Now, over the first three episodes, we talked about what you are choosing and what is showing up for you based on those beliefs that set in from zero to seven years old. And of course, that bitch called fear. Now, as you can tell from the previous episodes, I believe in huggings and spankings, meaning I am here to love and snuggle with you. But I am also going to call you to the carpet and talk shit to you so that you get out of that broken record you keep playing in your life. My clients will tell you that I equally love and support them, and I will not allow them to get stuck in their bullshit excuses. Sorry, Kimosabi, you don't like it? Don't sign up for life coaching with this girl. So when I say that, I need you to know that I say with love in my heart, I am appalled at what we do to each other in relationships. Seriously, you all, like the way that we treat each other in the name of a love is bananas to me. I have seen women read their significant others, text messages, emails, constantly watch their social media accounts, and accuse them of doing things like like cheating or looking at another woman. Whatever. The list goes on. And I want to dive into this first. I must say, if this is you, this is not about your boo, girlfriend. This is about you. Sorry, sister, but your worth is lacking if you are allowing someone to reduce you to that level. Now, if you're sticking around with some shady somebody that has hurt you, even though it seems like they deserve to be watched because they are not to be trusted, this is still about you. Why are you allowing someone to have you feel this way and make you crazy? So let's go there first. In the last episode, I talked about not relying on someone else to make you feel worthy. That's it, folks. This is the key to a healthy relationship. Self-worth. It's not even about that other person. It's about you and who you're bringing to the table. As I said before, you cannot love someone else if you do not love yourself. I know that sucks to hear. And the truth is heavy sometimes. It doesn't mean you ignore it. It means you stretch out long and hard so you don't pull a hammy and you handle your shit. Quite honestly, 90% of the women that come to me have low self-worth. And they place their worth either on accomplishments or someone else like their boo or their kids or, or someone who's a needy victim in their life so that they get good feels from helping them. This you, girl? Mm Mm-hmm. I know, it was me too. And it blows. So how do you get that worth meter to move into the positive? 
Well, I wish I could tell you that there were these like five things that would have you be worthy. But that's not true. And if someone tells you that, they're full of shit. There's no five-step program, you guys. There's no quick fix. And, and there certainly isn't no perfect cure for all your insecurities. Your insecurities, much like fear, are specific to each of us. So no program is one-size-fits-all screw-ups. Sorry. I know there's a billion-dollar industry built around this. But the truth is, you didn't get to this mindset overnight. And you sure as hell aren't getting out of it overnight. So let's do some work, shall we? I'm going to divide these into buckets to make it a little easier to follow. So let's travel to my single folks first. Okay, single ladies, we have got some things to talk about. In the past year, I have joined you all in this sisterhood after a 16 and a half year relationship. And my friends, to say that it is less than desirable out there is an understatement. <laughs> and what I have found out there dating, my friends, is bitches be crazy. Okay? Like, how is that affecting me in my pursuit of the single man, you would wonder? Because my loves, they think we're all crazy. And they think also that we all want to wife up. And guess what? We are doing it to ourselves. Now, with the utmost love I say this, here is what I have witnessed, and I think we are doing wrong. Respect, boundaries, and security, as in the lack thereof. When respect for ourselves is lacking because we are insecure, we have no boundaries, and we end up letting some douche treat us less than the queen that we are. Period. So here's the skinny. I see women go from relationship to relationship to fulfill their worthiness. My loves, if you don't believe you are a queen, do you think that some man or woman is going to show up and just treat you like one? Uh, nah, I don't think so. I can tell you with the utmost certainty that if you go into a relationship with little to no worth, that you will allow another person to treat you in a way that you do not deserve, just so that you don't lose them. Let that sink in. Before you go into a relationship with anyone, you must spend time alone. I realize that that scares most of us. And I get it. I wasn't alone really ever in my life. I went from moving out of my family home at 16 to living with a boyfriend, to having my daughter at 19 and getting married at 24. In the last year, I decided to really sit with me and to get to know what I wanted. I literally have spent my entire life taking care of someone else and never sat with what I wanted and who I really was. I went from trying to take care of my dad and brother at right around 11 or 12 when my mom left, to taking care of my boyfriend at 16, to taking care of my daughter at 19, and then my husband and family at 24. 
a lot of that was really good. And that honestly is how I show my love for others. But I lost myself. You know that terrible quote, lose yourself in the service of others? Well, my ass did that. I know it sounds noble AF, but how about you don't lose yourself at all? How about you take care of you so much that you can take care of others after you take care of you? How about you find and keep a hold of you? Now, to me, that's not selfish at all. It's needed and it's healthy. Well, I didn't do that. I threw myself into everyone else, which is a great distraction from my feels. And you know, I love that shit. (laughs) Like, show me where I can distract myself, right? So when my ex and I decided to split, I made a pact to myself that the only person I would date would be me. So I set a blind date with me. And to say it was not easy is an understatement. I took the time and I sat with that 12-year-old me that was alone in a house wishing that she had a family. I sat with the 16 and 19-year-old me that was so emotionally and physically abused that she thought suicide was the only way out. I sat with the part of me that threw herself so into work and achievements so she could feel worthy, so much so that she lost connection with the family that she wanted so badly. And I sat with the 38-year-old me that had to walk away from her best friend to set us both free to find the love and passion that we deserved. What all of these me's had in common was that they all carried hurt. All of them. And I thought I dealt with it. But I had never sat with me in the hurt. One of the things that I think is the most beautiful about the Buddhist religion is that they believe in having an intimacy with fear which tells you not to turn away from fear or hurt, but instead to lean in. Now, I'm not Buddhist, but I really loved the idea of healing this way, even though it scared the piss out of me, frankly. So I leaned in. I leaned in so far that I thought I was going to break. Everything in my body told me to stop. After all, I had never done this before. I was modeled at a young age that if you felt some kind of way, then you were just super weak. So suck it up. Stuff that shit down inside. But I ignored that. I wrote it down. I analyzed it. I even screamed and cried, you all. I literally allowed whatever came up to come up without judgment. I stared at all my crap until I realized it wasn't worth the weight I placed on it. I knew that if I fell in love with me, that I would be in a good place when I met the human that I was supposed to meet when I was supposed to meet them. 
But I didn't do it for that unicorn man. I did it for me. I was and am ever since doing it all for me. And if someone fits into that, cool. If not, I got me. That's the thing, my single loves. You can't bring your shit into a new relationship expecting this other person to fix it. You have to clean it up before you do that shit. Commingling your shit and their shit isn't going to create a healthy relationship. I hate to break it to you. It's just a bunch of shit. I urge you to clean up you and spend time alone before you join another human in a relationship. No, we are never healed. But there is a better version of you that will be a better partner for your human when you find them. And you will not allow anything else. What came of me working through this shit alone was me knowing exactly what I bring to the table and what I don't. And I am good with it. So now if someone should think they are dealing with a peasant, I gladly and swiftly remind them, Mama's a queen. So please, sit down and get clear on you and what you want. Create boundaries of what you will and will not accept from another person. And then make sure you are being that person for other people and are holding others to yours. You will continue to be treated like a peasant if you don't demand to be treated like a queen. And guess what, my loves? Queens don't need a partner. They choose one when they find one that's worthy. Show up like that, and the man or woman of your dreams will meet you where you're at. Refuse to settle for less, my warriors. If you are secure and in love with you, the rest will come. Okay, all my married folks. I spent some time in this bucket too. And I want to preface by saying that I got full permission from my ex to jump into this. And frankly, he edits my podcast. So if he didn't like that shit, he would have cut it out. (laughs) Even though I'm not in this season of my life any longer, I feel strongly about it because I saw what happens when it's good. And I saw what happens when the life and the spark goes away for two people that used to have so much of it. The first thing I want to dive into is trying to change someone. So when we meet our person we fall in love, typically they come with a passion. For some people it's music, some it's golf or hunting, some kind of sport or painting, whatever. Something you love. Somehow, we get married, we have our kids, and we expect that person not to have that passion any longer. People, why would you want the person you supposedly love to quit doing what makes them happy? Ladies, we are professionals at this because when we have a family, we give up who we are to be mama or wifey or whatever. And most often, we feel extreme guilt for being anything but, right? So what do we do? We let who we are die 
And then we resent our life human for not allowing it to make them a shell of a person also. That sounds fair and sane, right? Mm -mm, No, (laughs) it doesn't either way for either one of us. We expect them to live with no passion and no outside life from our relationship and be happy and faithful. Sorry, my loves, it doesn't work that way. So I grew up with a dad and a brother that are musicians. And I saw women come into their lives that thought it was super cool to date the bass player or the drummer. I'm with the band, you know. (laughs) And once they were dating, all of a sudden it was a problem, right? Other girls were looking at them or they didn't ever have just a date on New Year's Eve because they were always playing. Guess what's showing up here? You guessed it. Insecurities. Men do this too, ladies. But we have made this our Olympic gold event. (laughs) We want this human, absolutely. But we also want to change this human after we secure them. How about you be honest about what you do and don't want in the first place? And not be so hard up to fit a person into your life that you force them to be someone that they are not and make them and yourself miserable. Also, how about not losing yourself in the service of others? There's that shitty quote again. How about you find yourself and show your family that you can be an amazing woman, mom, and or a wife? Next up. The basic human needs. Now, if you listened to last episode, you know where I'm going. If you didn't, go back, revisit it. Both you and your spouse need the first four and will do anything to fulfill them. So know what your major driving need is and identify theirs as well and get to fulfilling them. They, like you, need them filled also. And you can fulfill them in your relationship. That's a key to staying happy and spark-filled. This is where I identify my screw-up in my marriage. We were and are very good friends. In fact, we talk about everything and hang out to this day. But we let the spark die because we quit fulfilling each other's needs and just fulfilled our own. You're still getting your needs met, but you're becoming numb in your relationship. And I truly believe that once a woman is numb, you've lost her. Because not even she knows how to get back from that. Communication is next. Though it is obvious in a relationship, communication is key. After so many years of sleeping next to, looking your worst with someone, smelling your worst with someone, being a rock, being weak, being a friend and loving them, and sometimes wishing that you could suffocate them with that damn sock that they can't figure out how to put in a hamper that's a foot away, this imperfect human that you more than likely met when you were young and both hadn't dealt with your shit yet, you quit talking. And most importantly, you quit sharing your needs. This happened to me. And then we fought out of it. But by the time we did, 
we weren't in love anymore. And we couldn't get back. But we talked about it. We were honest and we didn't fight. We just shared our truth and accepted it, even if it hurt. I honestly believe that that's why my ex and I are such great friends to this day. We went through hell, you all. And we did it hand in hand, and we helped each other through the most ungraceful moment in our lives and afforded each other the most grace that we could offer. I have many clients that have lost the spark in their marriage or long-term relationship. They are desperate to find it again. And some do. And others find ways to love the other person enough to let them go and find their spark somewhere else again. But both in my mind are good. It isn't a failure to lose someone. I think it's a failure not to let them go live happy in the future, whether that's with you or someone else. I also see people wear the amount of time they've been married as a badge of honor. Okay, you've been married 50 years, but how many of them have you been happy? I honestly don't care if you've been married one year or 50. Are you happy? Are you fulfilling each other's needs? Are you supporting them and pushing them to pursue their passion so they are happy? Are they doing that for you? If not, fix it. If you say you love this person, then you should be ride or die for them, period. The major key here, folks, is the most important relationship that you will ever be in is the one with you. I know that sounds fluffy and life coachy, but it's the best and truest advice that I can offer you. Do the work on you and hold people to your boundaries and the relationships that are good will flourish and the ones that sucked will begin to disappear. Let them. They were never your humans to begin with. They were counterfeit. Don't do the work. And continue to accept the shitty way that you're being treated and the douche canoes that keep paddling downstream. It, like everything else in life, is a decision. I hope you choose wisely, my warriors. It's time we show up differently in relationships with ourselves so that we can do the same with others. My queens, you are not peasants. It's time you quit allowing people to treat you that way. As always, it is so good spending time with you. Thank you for hanging out with me. It is always my honor. Do yourself a favor. Go out there. Make today your bitch. If you like what you heard on the show today and want more information, have questions you'd like me to cover on the show, or just want to cyber stalk me, head on over to maketodayyourbitch.com.